The hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepare the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as a day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 89, verses 1 through 19, beginning on page 450. My song shall be always of the loving kindness of the Lord. With my mouth will I ever be showing thy truth from one generation to another. For I have said, Mercy shall be set up forever, thy truth shalt thou establish in the heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen, I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever, and set up thy throne from one generation to another. O Lord, the very heavens shall praise thy wondrous works, and thy truth in the congregation of the saints. For who is he among the clouds, that shall be compared unto the Lord? And what is he among the gods that shall be like unto the Lord? God is very greatly to be feared in the counsel of the saints, and to be had in reverence of all them that are round about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is like unto thee? Thy truth, most mighty Lord, is on every side. Thou rulest the raging of the sea, thou stillest the waves thereof when they arise. Thou hast subdued Egypt and destroyed it. Thou hast scattered thine enemies abroad with thy mighty arm. The heavens are thine, the earth also is thine. Thou hast laid the foundation of the round world, and all that therein is. Thou hast made the north and the south. Tabor and Hermon shall rejoice in thy name. Thou hast a mighty arm, strong is thy hand, and high is thy, is thy right hand. Righteousness and equity are the habitation of thy seat. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people, O Lord, that can rejoice in thee. They shall walk in the light of thy countenance. Their delight shall be daily in thy name, and in thy righteousness shall they make their boast. For thou art the glory of their strength, 
and in thy loving kindness thou shalt lift up our horns. For the Lord is our defense, the Holy One of Israel is our King. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 21st chapter of First Kings. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Israelite, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard which was in Jezreel, next to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. So Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is near, next to my house, and for it I will give you a vineyard better than it, or if it seems good to you, I will give you its worth in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, the Lord forbid that I should give the inheritance of my fathers to you. So Ahab went into his house sullen and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed and turned away his face and would eat no food. But Jezebel his wife came to him and said to him, Why is your spirit so sullen that you eat no food? So he said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth the Jezreelite, and said to him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else, if it pleases you, I will give you another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. Then Jezebel his wife said to him, You now exercise authority over Israel. Arise and eat food, and let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name, sealed them with a seal, and sent the letters to the elders and the nobles who were dwelling in the city of Naboth. And she wrote in the letters, saying, Proclaim a fast, and seat Naboth with high honor among the people, and seat two men, scoundrels, before him to bear witness against him, saying, You have blasphemed God and the king. Then take him out and stone him, that he may die. So the men of his city, the elders and nobles who were inhabitants of his city, did as Jezebel had sent to them, and it was written in the letters which she had sent to them. They proclaimed a fast, and seated Naboth with high honor among the people. And two men, scoundrels, came in and sat before him, and the scoundrels witnessed against him, against Naboth, in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth has blasphemed God and the king. Then they took him outside the city and stoned him with stones, so that he died. Then they sent to Jezebel, saying, Naboth has been stoned and is dead. And it came to pass, when Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, for which he refused to give you for money. For Naboth is not alive, but dead. So it was when Abraham, Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab got up and went down to take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab king of Israel, who lives in Samaria. There he is, in the vineyard of Naboth, where he has gone down to take possession of it. You shall speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, Have you murdered and also taken possession? And you shall speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, In the place where dogs licked the blood of Naboth, dogs shall lick your blood, even yours. Then Ahab said to Elijah, Have you found me, O my enemy, 
And he answered, I have found you because you have sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring calamity on you. I will take away your posterity and I will cut off from Ahab every male in Israel, both bond and free. I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Bahasha, the son of Ahijah, because of the provocation with which you have provoked me to anger and made Israel sin. <clears throat> and concerning Jezebel, the Lord also spoke, saying, The dogs shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. The dogs shall eat whoever belongs to Ahab and dies in the city, and the birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the field. But there was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord, because Jezebel, his wife, stirred him up. And he behaved very abominably in, the, in following idols, according to all that the Amorites had done, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. So it was, when Ahab heard those words, that he tore his clothes and put sackcloth on his body, and fasted and lay in sackcloth, and went about mourning. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, See how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring, bring the calamity in his days, but in the days of his son I will bring the calamity on his house. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth verse of the fourth chapter of the Epistle of James. Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you, and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. Indeed, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out, and the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. 
You have lived on earth in pleasure and luxury. You have fattened your hearts as in the day of slaughter. You have condemned. You have murdered the just. He does not resist you. Therefore be patient, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you condemn. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the intent intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Here into the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. He hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. To perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant. To perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us. That we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, for as much as without thee we are not able to please thee, mercifully grant that thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger. But that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. We begin with the, stary, the, the story of Ahab and his taking over of Naboth's vineyard. And one of the, th the things to keep in mind is that part of God's covenant with his chosen people was their inheritance of the land. They would have land that was theirs. And Naboth has land that he has inherited from his family. It has been passed down through generations. And so it's a, it would be a, uh, an affront to God's promise to his people for him to sell his land, his inheritance. And we see that contrasted with Ahab, who has come to the throne not because of any skill that he has, not because he's this great leader. In fact, he's a very weak-willed person. But he has inherited the throne from his father, and he only gets that throne because of his it comes to, from his father yet it is a, a in essence an illegitimate throne it is the throne of israel the people who broke off from the kingdom of judah in the south where the the jerusalem is and where god has chosen to dwell with his people at jerusalem and so we see this constantly turning away of, of the kingdom of Israel. And so now you have this, this dynasty developing that constantly dies out and another one rises up in Israel who don't have any connection to, to King David in the south. And we see that contrasted with, with Naboth and his legitimate claim to his own land, his vineyard that he possesses because of the, the promises that God made. And so he can't just turn this over to this king just because he wants it. But yet we see the, the, the weak-willed nature of Ahab who doesn't get what he wants and immediately starts to whine and cry in his bed. <clears throat> and that's in, in contrast to his wife Jezebel. So that when you know, Elijah goes to confront Ahab, he has no fear of him, where we've seen previously Elijah had to flee from 
from Jezebel. And we see this, this, the, the, a, an interesting connection here between our two lessons, our Old Testament and our New Testament, all talking about this common human affliction of greed and avarice, this, the, the issue that all humans seem to possess or that, that they, we all seem to suffer from, suffer from is our need to possess things, to have things that are ours that we can hold on to, that we can, in essence, think that are going to make us safe or whole or great or what have you. In Ahab's case, it's his, his wanting this thing that he can't have. In Jezebel's case, it's the idea of how people should be treating the king and how just because they're they're the, the royal couple that they should have whatever they want and that equating the greatness of the kingdom with their own personal greatness and then in our new testament lesson we see this this james is calling out the merchant class who go out and have all these great plans and always do these the you know have these ideas of how to acquire wealth and never take into account God's plan. <clears throat> they are thinking completely in earthly terms and in their own terms and of their own abilities and their own desires to acquire things and how diseased this is in essence because it never takes, God never enters into their minds and into their plans and as we start to do that, God becomes further and further away from our hearts, such that eventually the length of time that we go between thinking about God become lengthened until you're not thinking about God at all. You're only thinking about yourself. And then this, this idea in, in the, the second section of our New Testament lesson of the landowners treating the, the wage earners poorly. You know, these people were living hand to mouth and had to be paid every single day so they could survive. And so it was a common trick of greedy people to have a person work all day. And then at the end of the day say, oh, I'll pay you tomorrow in order to get them to show back up again tomorrow. But those pre people needed that money now. They couldn't, you know, didn't have a bunch of savings saved up. So it was an easy way to get them trapped into working for you for low wages that they could never get out of that cycle. And so all of these things are contrary to God's view of how we should be treating to one another. And then one final point about our, our New Testament lesson is a hard thing for us as Christians to hear when James says, to him who knows to do good th good and does not do it, to him it is sin. You know, that means because we have been given God's revelation of who he is in Jesus, we are have incredible opportunities in Christ. But it also means that we have incredible responsibilities because we know that who God is. There are certain demands on us to act in certain ways 
that aren't the same for people who do not know Jesus. So it just means that we as Christians have a greater responsibility in a lot of areas. So just some thoughts about today's, today's lessons. We'll continue for, with the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly be cc for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and the righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Deacon John. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.